Next year, if I'm still married to Jill, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. I remember hearing an American woman once comment that she might do something next year if I'm still married to Jack. Yeah. Annulments. Are they really Catholic divorce? No. They're not. So if you've got that in your head, you've got it wrong. A divorce is the destruction lawfully, juridically, of an existing bond which is not challenged. The validity of the bond is not challenged. Uh, the original validity of the bond is not being challenged. Hmm? But the bond has, for whatever reason, according to the claims of the people who bring it to the court, the bond have be has become unlivable. The position has become impossible. And so the court juridically destroys the bond. That is a divorce. Annulment is where a church court, or a civil court actually, but civil courts generally don't have any interest in hearing these cases, but you can bring this to a civil court uh, because canon law originally was very influential on the development of common law. Annulment is where you argue not that the bond, a valid bond, has become unlivable, but that the original bond of marriage was invalid from the start because of reasons which you now plead as the grounds of nullity. So, what's happening in an annulment? Well, somebody goes to their priest and they say, oh, my wife and I split up about five years ago. It never worked out. We were only together about six months. Um, and I, you, you, you know, it, it just, we were never right for each other. We were young, let's say she was pregnant or whatever. We got married in a hurry. I don't know. Um, now I've met somebody, but I'm not allowed to marry by the Catholic Church because I was married in church. I was married as a Catholic to a Catholic and um, I, I, um, I'm distraught. I don't know what to do. And the priest could say to him, well, there may be something to be done if, as you say, you suspect that you were too young to have, uh, you were, you know, what you're implying is that you were too immature because you're allowed to get married at 18. Younger, actually, but... Um, Canon law allows individual conferences of bishops to bring the age for marriage up to the statutory age allowed by the civil authorities in the area. So in Ireland, you're allowed to marry at 18. Now, in point of fact, a priest would try to talk you out of it because culturally, I mean, adolescence is continuing much longer than that. But you are allowed to marry at 18. So you say... Well, we were married legally, but yeah, we were too immature. Okay, the priest might say, I'm going to put you in touch with the local marriage tribunal and you can make your case there. And so what they do is they, they make out what's called a, a libellus, a little book. Now, it's really just a few pages. 
and they make their case, a summary of the case, right? And the tribunal decides whether this has what they call the, the, the smell of law, the smell of good law. If the judge can smell a case, nearly every legal system has some version of this. It's whether the court smells a case, yeah? Whether this is reasonable. And, and if the judge decides that yes, it's reasonable, well then the case will begin. You call your witnesses and, and so on. Finally, a panel of three judges, a college of three judges will decide on it and it automatically goes to appeal and it's heard again at an appeal court. Marriage enjoys the favour of the law under church law, canon law. That means that if you were married in the normal way, that is held to be valid until you prove it otherwise to the satisfaction of a court. So the case is always in proof, right up to the sentence of the court. Yeah? Always in proof, because marriage enjoys the favour of the law. It's like the presumption of innocence. Yeah? So in this case, you're accusing the bond of marriage. You're, the bond of marriage is like the defendant. You're accusing the defendant. You're bringing a case against the bond. And you're saying the bond is invalid. And the church has an official in the court called the defender of the bond. So the bond has a defense counsel. The actual bond of marriage, not the parties, the bond has a defense counsel who argues passionately, no, passionately, argues reasonably according to the evidence, argues for the validity of the bond. You have the advocate who takes up the case of the person making the, the, the complaint of invalidity. And there are many grounds. But what you're arguing is that the bond is sick. The bond is an act in the law. A juridic act. Right? It's a sacrament as well between two baptised people. And so you did this freely. But you're arguing that it's sick. There's something wrong with it. And it was wrong from the start. Now, what might be the grounds? Well, you can argue it on many grounds, but let's say, without getting too technical about it, let's say, oh, well, I didn't want to have children. And um, the court will ask you, well, when didn't you not, when did you not want to have children? And you'll say, Oh no no no! We, we, I I I I didn't want to I didn't want to have children. No no no! Before the marriage. Now that's totally different, because if you went into that marriage planning not to have children, that's against what's regarded as one of the basic goods of marriage, which is having children. So if you go into the marriage, if one partner, not just the two, but even one, went into the marriage planning not to have children the bond is invalid. And there's nothing anyone can do about it. You've, you have a right to go to the authorities and say, I messed this up. 
or you have a right to go to the authorities and say, I was taken. I was defrauded. I saw one case brought where where somebody had married somebody on the understanding that they were an up-and-coming academic. And they had explained all this to them and they had expected a certain lifestyle and a certain to move in certain circles and all the rest of it. And their argument was that the marriage was null because they had been defrauded. Uh, that would be technically called dolus. It's fraud. Okay. But it mightn't be fraud. It might be, you might say, well, I was an off-legit. Well, what does that translate? That's a colloquialism. What does that translate into? I was a bit of an idiot. I was a, I was a heedless lad. All right, all right, you were a heedless lad, but, but you, were, you were 21. Show me one 21-year-old lad who, who, who was heedful all the time. I mean, I mean, what does that mean? Well, I was, I was a very heedless lad, even for my age uh, and in that culture and taking everything into account. I was an unusually heedless lad. Well, what does that look like? And you can say, well, I uh, gambled away all my money. I got somebody pregnant and didn't stand by her. I had done all these things. I had... Um, shown no sense of responsibility in my work and I can prove this I can bring my old boss I can bring my old girlfriend I can these people will all show that I was immature selfish unusually so for my age and in in my culture and at that time and do you see the way I'm going here that's how you would make your case because there's no good saying to the court I had no sense the court will say, sure, you know, who is perfect sense at 21? I had no sense. The court will say, well, that's unusual. You're going to have to prove that. I mean, if you were just absolutely irresponsible, that's unusual. So how are we going to prove it? No problem. No problem. My granny will testify against me. So you, you basically bring everyone, including Rex, your dog. The whole thing, yeah. That's a joke, obviously. But anyone who has any knowledge of you at that age because you have to prove this was the case when you said the words not afterwards that's no good does this make sense this isn't divorce you're arguing that the bond was sick from the start you're not saying it went wrong later you're saying it never went right you're saying it was wrong from the start. Now, you can come back to me and say, oh, well, Catholics only do that when they want something. You know, it's when they, they've met somebody else and they want to marry. Look, there's nothing the court, church courts can do about that. Okay? No, no, I'm sorry. There's nothing the church courts can do about that. You start getting into people's motivation as to why they bring a case or whatever. Okay, fine. You know, if it has some bearing you can and you have evidence, fair enough. But look, really the court can't get into it. Because what's being pleaded is that that bond was originally invalid. So the court has to fix its mind on that, right? It has to fix its mind on that. Now, the court may very well find the bond invalid, but slap you with what's called a vetitum because of all it discovered about you. 
You see, you had to give them all this information so that they would understand that you were completely unsuitable to get married to anyone at that age. But the court could very well say, well, we agree and your marriage is null and you are technically free to marry again in the Catholic Church. But hold on, we don't like what we've been reading in all this stuff. And we're not about to let you inflict yourself again on some other girl or some other lad. No, no, we're imposing a vetitum. You may not get married again without the permission of your bishop. And he will satisfy himself that you have changed. Do you see? No, this, and they take it quite seriously, I can, I can assure you. I, I, I worked in that area. They take they take it quite seriously. You're looking at a you're looking at a meeting with a with a with a, a serious, very experienced psychologist. You're you're going to have to persuade people that you've moved on, because they're not going to let you do that again, if they can avoid it. So divorce is where you have an existing bond, valid or invalid. It's, pre, it's presumed valid anyway, and the court destroys it. At, uh, yeah, on grounds and at the request of at least one of the parties. The Catholic Church will not do that. So there is no point going to the church and saying he played around after we got married. The church will say we are genuinely sorry to hear that. But that doesn't mean your marriage is invalid. Now you could say back he was playing around from the beginning and then the court will say, hmm, now you're sucking diesel. You can prove this? And you say, yes, we have a, a, a large cache of love letters covered in various exotic lipsticks that I can that I produce. And better still, these letters go back before we were married. In fact, a few of them while we were planning the marriage. In fact, one of them during the honeymoon. That's a strong case. That's clear evidence. You've you got a guy there who never intended to be faithful. And that's another of the goods of marriage, is faithfulness. Never intended to be faithful. Probably, he's probably not able to be faithful. Do you see the way this is going? You must take action against the bond and you are claiming that the bond does not bind you. And that's a serious matter, because you said the words. Yeah, you said the words in front of witnesses. So this you must prove. It's a lot more pastoral than it sounds, and the church courts are genuinely very, very kind to people. There's a lot of heartbreak in it. There are other grounds as well. There are different processes. There's an entirely separate process uh, called ratified but not consummated because the Catholic Church holds that where a marriage is ratified but has not been consummated by, by sexual intercourse between the parties subsequently, that bond is, shall we say, valid but um, it's it's rendered so precarious because it was it was not followed up with consummation that the church will will dissolve it but that's a separate process in general the church will not do that and those are very hard they're very hard to prove they're very tragic they're very sad 
but they're also hard to prove. So you don't get as many of those cases. Look, there's a good bit of darkness in this area. I'm not going to deny it to you. There's a lot of suffering and a lot of sadness. But the basic point I want to make to you today is divorce and annulments, they are birds of separate feathers. Quite different, I'm afraid. Okay? So it's a cheap shot. You should uh, come back with a more expensive one. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.